Welcome, 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 welcome to the From Where I Sit podcast. On today's episode, we're going to do something a little topical. Um, Since this will be released on Election Day, I felt it was, it behooved me to do a review of the new Busta Rhymes album, Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God. One may see that as a little too on the nose, considering the hype and hoopla about today. Um, But I saw that I had an opportunity here, so I figured, you know what, let's just lay this one down. Um, I don't normally do music reviews because it's kind of subjective. It's kind of a hard thing to really uh, discuss at length. But for this I really felt something in me that said, you know what, let's talk about it because I have opinions. I have opinions on this album and I've wanted to share them to the masses. Plus, I also wanted to talk a little bit about some things that I don't normally talk about on this platform. And music is something I know a lot about. I've listened to it a majority of my life and I wanted to give you guys an idea of what I thought about something like this. So let us discuss this album, Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God, was released this past Friday. It came out at midnight, October 30th. I streamed it on YouTube. um, So I, I, I didn't hear just snippets of it i've heard i heard every song um and i want to give uh kudos i want to give a round of applause to buster rhymes for what he created now i'm gonna break this one down into pros and cons normally i would start with the cons and finish with the pros but today we're gonna flip it and start with the pros to me i feel like buster rhymes is back in his element um, he ended up working with producers he has familiarity with, Pete Rock, Knotts, DJ Scratch, uh, DJ Premier, High Tech, um, Rock Wilder. He worked with guys that he has some familiarity with. He worked with them when he came up back in the day when he made, let's look at some of these albums, like The Coming, When Disaster Strikes, and the original Extinction Level event in 1998. So some of those guys are back for this one 20 years later, and they create a soundscape for Busta Rhymes that is perfect for him. It's a comfortable zone for him to be in because these beats that he's rhyming over, for the most part, they're not they're not chasing trends. They're not super trappy. They're not, you know... They don't have the footprint of some of the younger guys. And it's also not that old where it's as if time has passed those sounds by. Uh, Hip hop music has a certain timeless nature to it because of its samples. Um, the, The way the beats can be structured and sound, they have a long shelf life because as long as you're able to rap, you can pretty much make any hip hop beat last 
for as long as you need it to. And with this album, uh, Busta is in an element where he can really, you know, operate, where he can get across his personality, where he can get across his sense of humor, where he can get across his level of talent, where he can get across his his culture, his ideas. And I'm happy that he has that opportunity for the most part with this album. For this, there's also a level of a greatest hits um, element to this. Uh, I say that in quotation marks because it feels like he's recreated some of his greater past moments where he'll have a song like the, the Mariah Carey song, Where I Belong. It sounded like the Janet Jackson song from a few albums back. It sounds like a lot of his radio-friendly songs where he's rapping with an R&B singer doing the hook that's you know super sexy super you know relevant to the ladies on the dance floor type of songs the song with old dirty bastard slow flow where there's that element of playfulness to it uh the song with q-tip called don't go where there's that element of the native tongues you know that grounded earthy sound to it like there's that element to it as well. Um, but then there's also the song with uh, Kendrick Lamar, Look Over Your Shoulder, where he, you know, he's done a song with uh, Kendrick before. The song with Rhapsody feels like he's giving her a shot to have a, a, a platform to rap on. The song with Rick Ross has a certain luxuriousness to it that we don't normally hear from Busta, but he's done in the past. Um... Even uh, the song with Mary J. Blige, You'll Never Find Another Me, There, there's an element of this is a song that he's done before, I, and I feel like I've heard it, but it's not. It's a brand new song. Uh, there's no there's no A-Rab Money here. Uh, there's no um, Pasta Cavassier here. There's no um, element of that here. But a lot of what is on this album feels familiar even if he hasn't done it before like it feels like a song he may have made 20 years ago but it feels like it's been created for this new time and i'm sure that the quote-unquote purists i also say that with uh quotation marks they're going to say that this is true hip-hop you know mumble rappers can't do this you know, this is that real stuff, son. You know what I'm saying? And to a degree, they're right. The mumble rappers are not going to make uh, an album like this. But that's not their wave. They're not here to make music like this because it's just not what they want to do. Um, but it is, it is reminiscent of the music that I grew up with. And it's very refreshing to know that music like this can be made in this current era because I, I literally thought, you know, outside of some people that are pretty much underground or not as popular, not as mainstream, I think I've felt that for the mainstream level, music like this was gone. Uh, I, I don't think I would have heard a hip-hop album like this in 2020. Um, but 
like I said, shout out to Buster for making it. Shout out to him for, you know, getting into that um, wheelhouse to even create something like this. Um, another thing about Buster's album, uh, there's still the sense of humor. I think that's also a key piece to the allure of Buster Rhymes anyway, is that Buster, he's very talented as a musician. He's very talented as a rapper. Like that's, that goes without saying. But the key thing I feel like Busta is hit or miss with is his humor elements. You know, some like he'll have it visually. Like that's not the issue. But sometimes it doesn't always come across in his music. Um, you know, some jokes hit, some don't. You know, some moments hit, some don't in some of his past projects. But I feel like there's a, there's a level of enjoyment here that I had not heard in a bit. Um, and I'm happy that he was able to sprinkle that amount throughout the album. Um, the Chris Rock features some of the little ad libs here and there. Like you can tell he was having a good time making this and he knew that he was, he was onto something and, um, that helps get this album over for me as well. Um, yeah, the talent is still there, as I said. And lastly, the, the Kendrick feature there's not much else that can be said about the Kendrick feature, but, uh, Kendrick, uh, I mean, this, this will be another discussion for another day, but I think that Kendrick showed in about 90 seconds to two minutes where he stands, um, lyrically talent wise. Um, and it's really hard for a lot of people in the modern era to really be at his level. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty evident. Like it, it doesn't take many listens to understand what he did there and how advanced he is as a rapper. So let me, uh, now that I've praised and praised and praised, let me, let me knock it down a little bit. Um, because this is not, this is, this is not a, uh, a five mic album as the source once rated. This is not a 10 out of 10 uh, like Anthony Fantano would rate, this is this is good, but as with bu- many Buster Rhymes albums, there are issues, issues, and um, I will go into them now. First, the song "Out of My Mind" with Bel Biv DeVoe. No, that that uh, that wasn't it. <laughs> that I understand what he was trying to do. I get it. You wanted something up tempo. You wanted something with a little energy, but um, it just sounded noisy. It was just it. It was noisy. The less said about that song, the better. Um, the second half of the album loses the direction that the first half had. Uh, there were some topical inconsistencies. You know, you got one song jumping from one topic to another, like. You know, the Don and the Boss featuring Vibes Cartel then transitioning to Best I Can, it, it doesn't work. It's not a clean mix. And then on to Where I Belong, like it's, that's why I said it has sort of like a greatest hits feel to it because the, that direction, the topical insistencies, it just felt like these were like three songs he wanted to put on, but he didn't have a real flow for them or an idea of where to put them so that they could flow better. So he just... He just put them there, and then it, they don't really work in that order. But I mean, this is this is a Busta Rhymes thing anyway, where a lot of 
Busta's second halves of albums feel a little frenetic, a little mishmash. And uh, this is par for the course. Um, he was chasing trends a little bit on the uh, Oh No song. A little, a little trappy. And I mean, it's, it, he's okay on it, but it feels out of place because all of the rest of it feels like 90s hip hop, uh, early 2000s hip hop. And it's not, there isn't a, there isn't a necessary um, connection through the rest of the album. There was a little bit of uh, trend chasing with the Rick Ross feature as well. But I think the song ended up winning me over during its runtime because there's a the Rick Ross luxury factor really does a number on a lot of people. And I feel like with this one, it, it you know, it charmed the hell out of me. So I was like, you know what? I'll let it slide. Um, Chris Rock got a little too much free reign on this one. Um, a little bit. I was OK with him in the beginning. I was OK with him at the end. But he, you know, Chris Rock's voice at that high pitch, at that high volume, for as often as I heard it, a little much, a little much. Uh, you could have toned him down a little bit. I know, I know why he was there because of that whole era. You know, Chris Rock used to be on people's albums, and he used to be like a highlight. But I think he could have toned it down just a little bit. Um. This one's a bit more subjective, but I feel like some of Busta's ideologies when he gets political, religious, or cultural, like really heavy, where he tries to make a statement, quote unquote, uh, some of that stuff was a little hit or miss for me. Um, some may disagree, like I said, but it's it for me, some of it was like, eh, all right, Busta, I get it. Like when he, when he gets topical, like he talked about, you know, some political stuff, that, that was okay, but... Some of his other ideologies, uh, I, I could have done without. Um, and the only other thing that I could say about this album that would be somewhat of a criticism would be that it, the singles so far have lacked that uh, that punch you expect from a Buster Rhymes single. Um, I like the song with Anderson Pack, you, because I feel it's like a clever, fun song. The the Don and the Boss is it's not for me, but I get it because Busta tends to have something with a a cultural slant on it. I you know you just make space in your head to let that one slide in. If you like the Caribbean rhythms, the Jamaican rhythms, that's fine. For me, it's hit or miss. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't have much else to really harp on. Um, so long story short, I give Busta's album out of five stars, I'd give it a 4.25. Um, I'm a tough grader, so 4.25 is pretty strong. Um, will I listen to this album ever again? Mm, um, I'm pretty much I'm pretty set in my ways, so it's going to be hard for something like this to crack my particular rotation. But as an experience from song one to 22, I feel like it was a quality product. If I happened to be in a car where somebody decided to play this, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't make too many faces. Um, and I would let it ride. So I think if you're interested in 90s hip hop, if you grew up in a time where, you know, there was a bit more selection on the radio, I think this album may scratch that itch for you. 
you may your mileage may vary, but I feel like you will you will be entertained by what Buster Rhymes did here more so here than he's done in some of his previous uh, albums. Um, if you're a big fan of The Coming or When Disaster Strikes, I think this will be right up your alley. Um, uh, kudos to him. Kudos to him on his project. Um, I feel I feel like he did it. I feel like he did it. Um, like I said, I, me personally, I may not listen to it um, straight through ever again because, you know, that's just me. I'm, I'm very weird in particular like that, but I would suggest it to others who are interested in his music. So with that, I will let you go. Um, you know, go out there and vote, um, get out there and do your civic duty, etc., etc. Shout out to Buster Rhymes for his project. It's not easy to have this many guests. It's not this easy to have this many cooks in the kitchen and you still end up making the thing you want to make and i think he was able to do that and with that i will let you guys go have yourselves a good day um in totality have a good morning good afternoon and a good evening uh get out there and enjoy that buster rhymes album and i will talk to you guys later